0: It is good to be back. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my co-host, Joe DeLeon. It's been a little while. We've had some things going on, but it's good to be back. Joe, how are we doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing pretty good, if our viewers are noticing. My lighting is terrible. I am back in my childhood home in New Jersey, trying to get by as much as I can. It feels weird being on, on East Coast time. I have to admit, being at the complete end of the day I'm used. To I mean, because it's a
0: three-hour difference from LA to the west to east coast, right?
1: Yeah, but the other part that's weird of this is now I'm a I'm ahead of you. Yeah, I'm ahead of you. Like it normally, I'm it's earlier in the day. Now I'm past you in the day. I've already worked a whole day. I've got through everything. But uh, it's weird. I, I like being home though. I don't know if you've ever made yeah. it this way before.
0: I've never really been to the northeast like that, so really? I, I don't know the north. I'm gonna, I was gonna make a southern joke, but you wouldn't get it, so you wouldn't laugh so it wouldn't hit the way that okay. it needs to. The furthest north I've been is Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I don't know geography well enough to laugh at that.
0: <laughs> okay. The furthest north I've been is Missouri.
1: Is that are you actually serious about that? Or are yeah, you just trying uh-huh. to
0: crack a joke? Actually, no, not really. The furthest north I've ever been in my entire life was actually uh-huh. Alaska, believe it or not. The tip of a doesn't
1: count. That doesn't count though. How not? Well, I'm saying for like the the northern. I mean, I'm a polar bear's ass
0: shaking away from being to Santa Claus's house. I mean,
1: that's how close. Ge- n- Geographically, obviously, that's more north. My point is being in the northern part of the U.S. That doesn't really. It's the U.S. Care. Yeah, but it's right. you're basically in Russia at that point. That's Canada. That's I know, like super I pre- Canada.
0: Well, I'm gonna be. Let look. All I know was I was a polar bear's asshole away from being. A, look. one more more jingle bell and santa claus was coming okay fair fair and and listen this so i went to we flew to japan Uh okay and uh this lady had bells like you know how like you know bells like on her sweater okay? okay and the plane was cold i'm talking about the the captain came up and said listen don't touch the windows. It's it's going to it's like below 30 degrees, you know, where we are, you know how far we're up. Don't touch the windows. It's extremely cold. Just be calm. And this lady, you know, she was watching a movie, and she was moving and her bells was jingling, and I'm like I, I so I, I'm not gonna say if I was or was not a little bit under the influence but re- regardless I turned around and said here comes Santa Claus
1: <laughs> <laughs> right down Santa Claus Lane and I mean Joe uh, we're in June
0: you know like I mean this lady was wearing a wool sweater when we went to Japan so nevertheless awesome. it's always good but we did have a lot of news uh yes. since we came yes. back also can I tell you something yep yeah. can clip this. Three weeks ago on this show, I came out and said that the the talks about Colorado and the Big 12 were going to heat up. Boy, boy, boy. Mm -hmm. It's funny what happens. So let me tell you what I know that's going on. It is being reported now, and I did tell you on the show that I did believe that two basketball mid-majors were going to be involved in this. I don't know if Gonzaga is going to be one of those ones going to the Big 12. I do think it's going to be UConn. I do think UConn makes a lot of sense to the Big 12 for basketball reasons, but geographically it does not. They have talked about, and I can confirm through a source in the Big 10 office, I mean Big 12 office, excuse me, that they have had serious conversations with UConn. Here's the problem. They only want UConn for basketball. right? And I don't think that they're going to do that. But remember three weeks ago on this show, on this platform, I came out and said, listen, and, and look, even in the comments in Colorado, people were coming into our DMs, coming into our comments saying, what is, what's this guy from Louisiana know? Well, just want to let you know, the Big 12 office, speaking of Jingle Bells coming, is literally a, a, a stone's throw away
1: from where we're at. Bottom line Wait, is, where Where is it? Where is the Big 12 office? It's
0: in Texas. I think, if okay. I'm not, I don't remember, I mean, I'm being facetious, but I know it's in Texas. But It's I mean, close. Like, well, let me just give you an example. A third of their office, at least I know of, probably seven or eight people that are from the great state of Louisiana that work in that office. So, okay. R- regardless of that, the Big Ten—you can clip the Louisiana part. Let's not mm-hmm. burn the sources. But the bottom—the bottom line is the Big Twelve is going in that. So we'll monitor that, and I'll—I'll I'll let everybody know uh, as we go on. But that's not what we're here for. The big yes. SEC. Is going to be talking or, or confirmed the 8th game schedule, Joe? I don't understand that that the 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 hate for the eight game schedule. Now I know that you might get be on the opposite side of this, but it's not it's not created equal. We'll talk about that uh, here today in the eight nine game schedule in football with the SEC. Also, Hall of Fame ballots have come out. Michael Vick does not deserve to be on there, not because of dog fighting. I just don't know if statistically he is good enough to be on there and then marshawn
1: lynch that one was odd i don't know about the michael vick one though he where he finished Did you know the last year that michael the was voting
0: well didn't you know that michael vick the last year that he played at virginia tech only threw for like 1500 yards
1: like, i didn't know that off the top of my yeah head like
0: no. and by the way he had like eight tuck passing touchdowns and like five like ints mm-hmm. you know who he is who Anthony Richardson.
1: Oh, stop it. Stop. you. No, we're not. Come on. We can't compare the two of them. That's. Michael the Vick st- was. From a statistical standpoint. But in terms of talent, they're two completely different players. And, yeah, you're Michael right. Michael Vick was. Michael yeah, Vick right. was Mike very. Vick's, Mike Vick's 20,000 times better than he is. Michael Vick was very dominant for part of his college career. Not all he of was it is. With 1,500 yards
0: passing. You're right. He was dominant. Hey, how about he this?
1: finished? What was it? How he about, finished in the Heisman voting, though, that requires some level of dominance. Otherwise, he wouldn't be in this conversation.
0: Irving, Texas is where it's at, by the yeah, way. I, I just looked that. it up. Okay. Uh what happens when you have a conference that has more passing touchdowns in their first game of a regular season? Meaning every quarterback that was in the SEC last year, mm-hmm. okay, 14 teams. They had more career, t- more passing t- touchdowns in week one than what mike vick had in his entire career and then joe then you do have to bring the off the field issues into this so okay. we'll we'll, we'll okay. talk about yeah, that we'll as into, well it. we'll get into it chris marshall out at ole miss i think it's chris marshall right it was chris marshall from texas a&m i'm off That's today not,
1: i believe so but i was more caught up on the zakari franklin news that okay I, well I, nevertheless. I'll check the Chris Marshall.
0: Wide thing. receiver leaves Ole Miss.
1: They add a new one. So,
0: look, Chris Marshall, if I'm not mistaken, was a former full, high four-star, low five-star type of wide receiver. Leaves A and M, then goes to Ole Miss through the transfer portal. I'm going to call out Lane Kiffin here tonight. I'm calling out Lane mm-hmm. Kiffin. He he said SEC media days or not SEC uh, spring meetings uh, last week, saying you know calling Jimbo Fisher a clown. Meanwhile, you're going in the portal and getting, grabbing guys, too, Right. From lower, from lower divisions. You freaking hypocrite. It oh, was Chris way, Marshall. By the way, you know when it was Chris Marshall. Okay, thank you. you yes. By the way, let me tell you something about Lane Kiffin. When he goes to the tanning bed, you know how those little things you put on your eyes? He puts it <laughs> on his nipples. That's the guy that Lane Kiffin is. What I thought we were supporters of Lane Kiffin? Why are we, I why am, can- but don't be a hypocrite. Don't go in there and calling Jimbo Fisher a clown when you're out here doing the same thing. He's like, oh, where well, these bigger programs are taking players from us. Meanwhile, you're doing
1: the same thing to UTSA. I'm I'm almost to the point now where I I can't go as far as to to call every single coach a hypocrite because they're all hypocrites. They all say one thing and then do the same exact thing. Yeah, it's he's a
0: hypocrite. Inconsistent. He's, let's just call it what it is. He's a hypocrite. Yes. It's okay to call him a hypocrite when it when it warrants it. All right. Yes. So we got a lot to get in here uh, to tonight, Joe. We'll be back tomorrow as well. So we got a lot of things happening. Then back Sunday, Saturday, are you? Um.
1: Uh, We'll discuss off air. We have to converse off air on, on schedule. Oh,
0: what you doing Saturday? I, oh, might be, I just might be a little a, busy. It's your
1: birthday. It is my birthday coming up. So we yeah, you're going to gonna
0: go get you a big booty hoe?
1: You trying to get me in trouble? Are you trying how to? Get, you got a girlfriend. You trying to get like, me in trouble. How do, I, how do you have a girlfriend and it's not Facebook official? Because I'm not yeah. 35. I'm not 35. I don't. Excuse I don't use me. I, I don't put my relationship status on Facebook. I don't. Also, I also don't even like post on Instagram. So, like, I, it's just not a part of my. Okay.
0: Well, first off, don't you ever make fun of 35 year olds again? Okay, I, that's number I'm, one.
1: I'm making fun of people who use you know, who update their relationship status on Facebook. That's what I'm making fun of. My wife's going to kill you. Megan's going to kill you. Well, you're I, you're getting me in trouble with, with, with my girlfriend who's, who listens to the beginning of the show usually. And then, I, you know. I f- well, in fairness, I forgot you had a girlfriend, okay? Okay. 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 I'm going to get asked, are, are you going to a strip club on Saturday? That's what's going to be asked of me now. You know you, you are. You're, you're
0: going to be slapping some booties left and right. Pow, 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 pow. You ready to get to a break? You want to get yeah, out? Yeah, I'm ready to get finished? back to it. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to discuss. We're back next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all. Of your sports information for live in game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe50, that's Believe50, B L E A V, 50, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. We're back. Let's get this thing rolling. It's about to get live in here, and I'm not talking about golf. By the way, my God!
1: Oh my God, the news! Oh today. my God,
0: dude! Like, bro, I'm uh, so after this. Obviously, we do the ay. I am going off. Okay, like as you should. I, and I, I and listen. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't care about golf. I mean, I like golf. I watch it. You know, I like watching it every now and then. But mm-hmm. I'm not like those oh my name is Scott and I like golf like that's not me you know like I'm not one of those kind of people but what live golf and the PGA are doing oh my god
1: well the, you know, the funniest part about this is it's the equivalent of like if the Sunbelt bought the SEC like that's what the equivalent of this well is.
0: I think it's the opposite because let's call it what it is now the Saudis got money I mean money money the PGA ain't got money like the Saudis no. by the way the guy that's, like, backing this is – some people believe because of oil money and stuff like that, like, they believe he's a trillionaire. They think that it's not Elon, that he's the biggest, yeah. you, know, you know, money tycoon. It's not uh, Elon. So that's just crazy. The world revolves around money, and it just, it's just crazy. But you know what else revolves around money? The SEC. Listen. I've came out here and I think I, I do feel like there are two people in the world that are taking on this stance. It's me and my buddy Josh Pate. Okay, let me throw out a scenario to you. So the SEC is going to be keeping the eight game eight game conference schedule, right? They that that's what they agreed upon. Joe, if you're eight and one team and you're Tennessee, let's just give an example, Tennessee, and you have a playoff berth on the line. Okay, and if you're Tennessee, you have to face Georgia, UT Martin, and Chattanooga State. What versus you being in the Big Ten and you gotta face Northwestern, Nebraska, and let's just hypothetically throw in Michigan. What schedule would you take? Because the Big Ten one. You take the Big Ten one. It's not created equally. When you have LSU. Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and I will even throw them in the in this at Florida when they're up. It's never created equally. Joe you laughed at me and got mad at me when I said the following things. There's no business that the Pac-12 champion should lose to a 6 and 6 Florida. This is my point. This has always been my point. When you have a bit a P5 champion Losing to a lower-tier SEC team. Do you understand how difficult it is for me or any coach that really wants to back this? Now, as a fan, let me say this. I want to see more competitive games. I don't want to see, like, LSU or Alabama or or Tennessee or Georgia face UT Chattanooga. I don't want to see that. But I understand it. And And truthfully... Until the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and ACC can religiously put out national champions, what are you doing? Oh, well, we play more conference games than you. And would Georgia have played more conference games? Would that have mattered against TCU? Newsflash, it wouldn't have. No. It wouldn't have. There have been five SEC teams since 2000 that have won national titles. All five of those teams have either won another one or have gotten back to a national title. You have Auburn, Alabama, Florida, LSU, and Georgia all in that footprint. Everybody else not in the Southeast, including Clemson in that, the only other team to remotely do anything worth it damn is Ohio State. So it's difficult for me, Joe, to come on this platform and to come on this show and say the following, let's have another conference game. Let me tell you the truth. Greg said, he don't want another conference game because if he did,
1: it would be over with. That's my that's my opinion. So, Blake, as this whole thing unraveled, my thoughts on it has it's changed drastically. It has dramatically changed because if those who tuned in when we first opened this debate when there was the vote that was going to occur, right. my stance was let's get more games. I want more competitive games as an enjoyer of football, somebody in the business of sports. I want more competitive football games and on I'm a with week-to-week just so, basis. Just, just so we're on clear, I'm with you on that. But continue, and it's—I would even put it to the point where I want it to be as close to the NFL product as possible. Where you could have a team that's in last place that could surprise a top a top team in the NFL. It, it, you can't get—it is so rare for Austin P to show up and beat Alabama. That's just yeah, not but going there's to
0: happen. No Austin P in the NFL.
1: Right, because you're limiting the interactions with the Super Bowl. It's the equivalent as if a USFL team showed up to play the Chiefs when Austin P has to play against Alabama. They don't even have those interactions, those interactions don't even occur. So, I would love to have nine games just from an enjoyer of good competitive football. More games is good for the sport. But as I've seen this whole thing unravel, I, I totally understand. Why it's not good for the SEC for two reasons. And Sankey had this quote saying for for this first aspect that you know uh, money follows; it doesn't lead. I'm kind of paraphrasing there. They weren't going to get the money right away for that ninth game, so it doesn't really behoove them to add that ninth game. But to the bigger point that you're bringing up now is that why would teams schedule with this new expanded playoff more difficult games? when it could detrimentally impact them from making it into the playoff because you know what the committee is going to pick a two-loss Penn State team that gets blasted by Ohio State and Michigan over a four-loss SEC team it is inevitably going to happen no if, question if that comes down that road no question so it to will, avoid that get more easy games on the schedule and, and it would be like what we saw a couple years ago you have
0: a 9 and 3 Kentucky going up against a 10 and 2ish Penn State team, Kentucky takes them down handily with opt-outs. Oh, well, Blake gets the bowl season. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Here's the thing for me, though, Joe. Why is the SEC dominating in these week one matchups, these these neutral site matchups? So, historically, when you have LSU versus Oregon, and I know LSU lost to Florida State last year, but, again, it's still a Southern team that has had national implications a lot of times before. When you have Georgia taking on Notre Dame and Clemson in the non-conference and you're out here trying to tell me, oh well, they don't play a tougher schedule than me. The hell that they don't name a team that Ohio State outside of like Notre Dame, okay, in mm-hmm. their little bit of a footprint. Has Ohio State ever gone – they went to Oklahoma, and and remember Baker Mayfield put the flag in the middle, But and it's the reason why they don't do it anymore. Why didn't Ohio State ever schedule in Georgia? Now, they scheduled LSU, but they scheduled LSU in like 2037. 2037, okay, well, that doesn't really mean – that game's not getting played anymore. USC has gone out and played Alabama. They don't care. They'll take on
1: the risk, and I, I, I applaud them for that. UCLA has done it. All and as much teams, as you crap on Notre Dame on this program, Notre Dame has actively gone out to compete with SCP. Well, they kind of have to. They kind
0: of have to. They don't have a baseline conference. So yes, I, I'm throwing Notre Dame out of it. At, but even though I agree with you, okay, they they obviously they're independent team. They have to go and play power yes. five opponents. I mean, that's yes. it's okay. Let's not forget that they played Marshall and got beat. Okay, just throwing that out. Uh, there. Okay, here. that was one season. Stop. That it uh, okay. that doesn't equate to well, this. That it doesn't equate almost, to this. Well, here's the truth. Until September, I have until September to continue to bring up that argument. All right. Okay? Fine. Fine. All right. That sounds that's that's good. Fair. That's fair. Bottom line though is if I'm Kentucky and I'm nine and three and have a potential to get into the playoff, why would I want to play? So if I'm like if I'm Kentucky. I already probably more than likely have to play Tennessee, Georgia, okay? Why would – if I have to add another conference game, why would I want to play LSU, Texas, or Oklahoma? Why would I want to play Texas A&M? It doesn't behoove me. And by no. the way, you're not getting paid for that ninth game, but here's what people forget. You do get paid to make the playoff and a yes. crap load of money. So when all is said and done and all this – Everybody's. This is the argument that I hate the most is everybody's like, oh, we want it to be equal. You literally play a sport which ultimately decides if you are equals or not. You're playing an athletic sport, a competitive sport, and why everybody loves competitive sports is because nobody, not everybody walks out there with a trophy. Joe, I would rather... I, and this is what pissed me off. In 2003, LSU and USC had a split before Reggie Bush started cheating with Ed Orgeron. I don't like this split This split national championship thing, okay? Mm-hmm. Why does everybody deserve a participation trophy? They don't. They, they don't. So you can rip on me, and I told you this in the playoff last year. You were like, a two-loss team has no business getting in the playoff. Okay, well, are we sure about that? Because if it's about the best product, if you, what you're saying, if, if, if you're a nine-game conference truther and you're saying it's about the product, then you should be screaming at the rafters for last year, Tennessee and Alabama not getting in the playoff over TCU. Because those two teams have bigger business. They yes. have bigger outreach. They, and by the way, let's call it what it is, they are the, they are the better teams. They are the better teams. Clemson's a better team than TCU last year. You know it with DJ. U. Yes, yes. They are just better teams. Here's another truth that you're not going to like. Well, you might actually like this one. Okay. Even if you throw a 9-3, and 10-3 Notre Dame in there, Notre Dame's still going to be a four-point favorite over TCU. You know that, right? It's not created
1: equally. But, okay. I See, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, though, that we tend to do, which is debating – well, that's why everybody's team been subscribing
0: because we go down the rabbit holes that yes. everybody wants to go down. We... Call me the fox because I love
1: rabbit holes. The the fourteen playoff, even format. though you love glory holes. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I almost made a really offhand comment. I stopped myself. Good thing I did not make it. I'll tell you what it was after. But okay. Blake, the fourteen playoff though is now irrelevant, and I, I almost want to pay more attention to. What, what does it's this not mean irrelevant. for the twelve <laughs> team? But it's, it's relevant whole, for one more year. No, but my whole argument, my whole argument
0: was, is if it, 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 you're right, it doesn't matter. My whole argument is, is if that is what you're standing on, better, more better games, then you should be screaming for Alabama to be in the playoff.
1: Well, here's one thing that I actually. And a thought that I had that you brought up where you're saying that many observers and those that are discussing with the new playoff is how can we make it fair? It needs to be fair. I would argue if that with the playoff, if you want teams in your conference to compete, there should be some type of regulation that requires you to play a certain number of teams in other conferences at the power five level. I don't know what that looks like, but play one. Play one. You can if more Big Ten teams played SEC teams, I think that we could this argument would be a lot different if the Big Ten was beating some of these SEC teams. I think it would be a lot and it would improve the quality of the game. You know what the SEC would
0: do? You know what the SEC would do? What? They would go to nine conference games. Because they don't want that. They don't want that. That's the thing. Correct. Here's the truth, and what nobody will tell you. You know why they went to nine conference games? Why? They said it was because of the rivalry. No, it wasn't. It's because if you remember at the end of the year, their teams like remember when Oklahoma State had a loss, and Alabama got into the the national championship before they did. Their strength of schedule sucked, so they were like, okay, well, what if we add another conference game? So all these uh, all these conferences started adding conference games, and it boosted their strength of schedule instead of playing, you know, Tennessee, Tech, or whatever it is. Yeah. So. That's why they went to it. But Joe, here's the ultimate bottom line thing for me. You can't complain if you're the Big 10, ACC, Big 12, Pac-12 12, when you're losing. When the king is on top, you don't have you don't you don't get to say what the what the king does. And so, let me ask you this, why is there nobody from the Big 10 coaches wise? Big 10 Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, why is Nick Saban going up to Washington, D.C. today and lobbying on NIL? Because they're sending the king. Okay, they're sending the man. So my whole point in all of this is you've had chances to knock off the SEC. You didn't do it. Michigan State couldn't do it. Washington couldn't do it. USC couldn't do it. Uh, uh, Michigan couldn't do it. Ohio State couldn't do it. Nobody can do it. And I know that it sucks for two-thirds of the country. I get it. And I want those teams to be good. It makes for a better football. The bottom line is, is you're not better than them, and you haven't been since 2000. Maybe some teams here and there with Ohio State. But, Joe, if, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If, this were, if this were the NBA, if this were the NFL, and one division constantly won, a.k.a. AFC, a.k.a. the Patriots, wouldn't you start having some issues with what they're doing?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's, what that's what's happening.
0: That's exactly what's happening. All of a sudden, everything Travis Kelsey does, oh, look at him doing this to President Biden. How shame, How dare he do that? Well, President Biden doesn't even know where he's at. So, right. I, 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 come on. I mean, he didn't even understand what happened. So, I, I just, for me, for me, do I care if you go to nine conference games? Hell no, I don't. But don't you dare act like it's equal, because you know what's going to happen. And I'll wrap this up here. You yeah. know what's going to happen, Joe? The SEC is going to go to nine conference games, and when the playoff committee comes out, and ten and two Penn State doesn't get in, in doesn't get in over nine and three Alabama, you're going to know why. You're going to know why because you don't play in. You playing Florida is a bigger matchup than you playing Northwestern. Joe, Northwestern was the second-worst team in the country last year. I would have loved to play them, and you can't say Vandy anymore because Vandy got Clark Lee, and they're doing some decent things.
1: Yeah. My final thought on this, though, Blake, is for the teams that do complain outside of the SEC that, one, that they're not adding this ninth game and they're not following suit with the other conferences and, again, that they're complaining it's not fair – the recognition that the sec gets all that i implore them to schedule more sec opponents schedule more sec opponents prove yourself beat them go out and play doesn't even need to be georgia beat mississippi state beat Beat old miss Arkansas beat Arkansas. Arkansas the argument will be a lot weaker when we have these conversations about who deserves to get in the playoff when you're doing that more consistently Now, I forget which during the meetings, I forget which head coach it was that brought up a lot of these other conferences are not really excited or willing to schedule SEC teams. But if they're going to sit and complain, they need to be willing to compete during the regular season as well as the postseason.
0: Yeah. And and look, listen, I I, like I mentioned, and I don't want this to go unnoticed. If they go to nine conference games, I'm all for it. Like I I, personally, I want more football like it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me if we play Southeastern Louisiana if from an LSU perspective, or if you play old, uh, you know, well, I can't say old miss, but who's it? I, you know what a team I'd like to play? Actually, get to play once, on, once in a while? I would love to go out to Columbia and play. I mean, I land, Missouri. To to, I would love to go. Look, LSU, besides because of a hurricane, had to go to Como. It was the first time. They've been in here 12 years. First time they went to Como. Never, It's never happened. It will happen this year. That can't happen, okay? And I understand that. But at, at the same time and the same token, it it just it frustrates me when you have these non-game truthers saying, oh, you're messing up. And Greg, the, here's the here's the biggest lie. You ready? Everybody comes out here and says, oh, well, Greg Sankey tanked. No, it's not Greg, Greg Sankey's decision. Greg Sankey cannot sway that room. And no, you know what the truth is, Greg Sankey probably wants eight games. Okay,
1: and I thought he wants well, nine. Though I thought he said that he wants nine. You saying you don't believe that?
0: I don't. I don't fucking buy that. Oops, sorry. Sorry for the language.
1: But I, I just don't. You said glory hole. You can't. You can't say I'm sorry for saying the f word. <laughs> well,
0: glory hole can actually be said through FCC regulations. Therefore. Never mind. Never yeah. Mind. Uh, so anyway. All right. Let's do this. Let's transition. So the College Football Hall of Fame came out with their list of people. We're not going to run through every single one of them. I think you, Joe said that what, it was like 100 of them. Yeah. A lot of people. Of big names. So was it like? Randy Moss, Marshawn Lynch. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, which, by the way, first ballot, no questions. Um. By the way, think about this. And Michael Vick. Think about this. You want to hear something crazy? Mm. Larry Fitzgerald has more receiving touchdowns in one season than Michael Vick has any touchdowns in any season combined.
1: Man, you hate Michael Vick? What? No, I love Michael
0: Vick. I I I love Michael Vick. Okay. Here's the problem with that. There's tears to this. There's tears to this. I don't think Mike Vick's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Did he change the game? yeah maybe you can say that but with the off the field stuff with the dogs and with you know and look he paid his price so let me say this I don't even want to put the dog thing in there because he paid his price he went to jail for it but I like whenever everybody started debating about this on Twitter and it's like does Michael Vick really belong in there and I'm like what the hell and then I started seeing the statistics on it. I'm like Bro, my guy wasn't
1: like we thought he was. We just saw the highlights. But the thing with a guy like Michael Vick is it's it's the moments. It's what he did for a football program in Virginia Tech that at the time, like the, he was a big reason why they had so much success in the early 2000s. He kickstarted that in my opinion. But the the big thing you just mentioned there, separate from him being in the Heisman voting during one of his seasons, he changed the game. How many guys before him were doing what he did? Maybe Randall Cunningham, but that was at UNLV, and it wasn't on the same national landscape. I I think that the way that he has revolutionized football for the way that he played football is so significant for the history of it. Because now every team has a guy like Michael Vick. Every kid growing up that was a receiver or a running back played quarterback in high school and then went on to play quarterback in college. And had amazing careers. Jaden Daniels wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for Michael Beck.
0: I don't know about that. I don't know about that.
1: Is that a step too far?
0: That's a step too far. Well, because here's the thing: was running were quarterbacks not running the football? I mean, we, they were. We, but were the to be cour- able to do both things
1: proficiently and effectively and dominate,
0: I, I would say like a Lamar Jackson, maybe you know. But it was Lamar Jackson still fell like. Michael Vick, like this is this experiment has gone on for a long time. And and here's the truth. You ready for the truth? Name a prolific running quarterback that's won a natty. I mean, not a natty, won a
1: Super Bowl. That's a good point.
0: Okay, so when you're talking about changing the game, a college game more than yeah, a college game, and we're talking, but I'm talking about like we're talking about him changing the game, like these guys coming into college and going into the NFL, right? Like because mm. if it's based off statistics, along, Mike Vick doesn't get in.
1: Also, Russell Wilson. Uh,
0: I don't know, Russ sat in the pocket, dude. But
1: he he ran though. He ran yeah, a lot early on in his. You career. know what?
0: I could my counter argument: Steve, Young.
1: That, Steve was pre, Young. that was That was pre-Michael Vick.
0: Uh, That was pre-Michael Vick, so let's not act like there weren't dudes out there. What I mean? How many times were we were kids? but not on the level. Okay, would Chris Berman be like
1: what? And it would be a small little white dude named Danny Amendola. Michael Vick, though, no one was running a four-three or whatever he was running at the quarterback position, and evading people and having those long rushing touchdowns. Just the dynamic plays on a game-to-game basis. With his legs, and then also being able to throw it at a high level. I just, there's not been that many guys in their careers. I just haven't, especially at the college level. Look, I'm going to say Michael Vick
0: deserves to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. I don't know if he's first ballot.
1: I'll concede that. I'm I'm not going to sit here and
0: just that far. Because listen, your boy used to trade for Michael Vick to the Saints every single year on Madden. I used to turn <laughs> forced trades off or on so that they would be forced to trade to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I am a Michael I used to be a Michael Vick apologist. I still kind of am. NFL Michael Vick. Look, he paid his time. What he did was completely inhumane. I just don't think that he deserves to be in there over Randy Moss because there's only in there are only like a limited amount of guys that can go in at once.
1: There are I don't know what the exact number is. Oh,
0: let me just throw this out there. If it's if it's between Larry Fitzgerald uh, 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 um, who um, who else is in here? Let me pull this. It up. was
1: Randy Moss, Larry Fitzgerald. It was Randy Moss, um, Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Suggs, I believe, was on that Terrell list. Terrell Suggs well. is also
0: on that list. Larry Fitzgerald was also a, a Heisman finalist too. And again, I, I, I he did he change the game. Yeah, okay. But then, how many other people have changed the game? Like, like, how, are you gonna put in? so many people that have quote-unquote changed the game and what is quote-unquote changing the game like
1: so let me let me ask you
0: this question he created
1: a whole new style of style of quarterback though i don't like there's nobody how often do we have somebody that can did can the times speak? well i'm with i understand that i understand
0: that. and i can't defend that point like right like but let me ask you this question from uh michael vick point of view does um the incident that he had with the dogs does that does that go into
1: like into this? Uh, I don't think so because so, that let me was ask you this. His... Let me ask you a
0: different way. Does character go into this? When you go into the Hall of Fame, does care is character a thing that you should I, judge?
1: I think that our evaluation of character is important for the timeline of of them in what they did. So for Michael Vick's case, as you said, he did his time. He did everything that he could after so the should fact. OG who,
0: Simpson being there.
1: No, like that's like a, well, and I don't know, like, like going down that rabbit hole is, 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 <laughs> is, is deep is very deep, but it's a complicated conversation
0: and Kim Kardashian deeper,
1: but like to the point of like 10 years ago, we would argue that Reggie Bush had poor character, but now, it means nothing. What happened to him? Nothing. It means absolutely I'm nothing. I'm dude. I can't believe you I'm just said that. <laughs> oh god. That made me think of Reggie Bush. I hope. I hope you're happy it that was... that made me think well, of Reggie Bush.
0: Yeah, I mean, but Re- But but see, here's the thing. Here's the question that I would have. Would you put in? I know that you would, but they haven't even given Reggie his Heisman back.
1: They should give him his Heisman back. By the way, there's, this, with you. there's this massive billboard that's like right by my apartment in L. A. That's that they put up a month ago. And it's
0: give him his Heisman back.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. They should give him his Heisman back. And I don't know what's taking them so long. Well, he did cheat. Okay, but he then take cheat. Bryce Young's Heisman. He he was in a Dr Pepper ad. Yeah, but he didn't
0: break any rules at his time.
1: But those. <sighs> Those rules don't mean anything now, though. It's not like the rule okay, that was well, broken me, was like... Let me, let me ask you a question.
0: So should Al Capone have ever been arrested for prohibition? Just answer the question, yes or no. That's Should Al Capone have been arrested for prohibition? No, yes he or was no. arrested
1: for tax evasion, though, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, but they went after him for what?
1: For, for, pro, for, for prohibition. prohibition. For,
0: okay. It wasn't right then.
1: Yeah. Okay. And
0: so, but and and I agree with you. Times can change, but Mike Vick, for what it's worth, I don't know how you feel about animals, but let me just tell you something in this household, buddy. Mike Vick is like not welcome. Okay. Like. Okay. So because I mean, look, my this is the tears of where I fall in my own family. You ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ben and Joel Dogs, me. In, 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 in reference to tears, okay. So, my wife loves her dog more than she loves me.
1: I look, I understand that, and I think that again, Can what you he's, imagine the little dachshund named Fendi fighting in Mike Vick's backyard. I don't think those were the dogs that he was going after. <laughs> I, you think if he was dachshund fighting, I, I don't I think, think any of them I would think have. That would if have, Mike
0: Vick could fight turtles, he'd do it
1: probably. I, look, you ever it, seen
0: a turtle fight
1: <laughs> i have not seen a turtle fight
0: well let me tell you something have you seen They're a used, turtle fight yeah well so listen before youtube was a thing they used to have a uh a website called uh god i can't even remember the
1: website turtlefights.com like,
0: no <laughs> but this guy spray painted a turtle shell red and another one blue, and called one Donald or Leonardo and Raphael, and tried to make them fight. And they would like
1: throw. They would do like – Yeah, were they actually doing anything, or were they just bonking each no, other?
0: Not no, no. Yeah, they were like biting each other. Okay, <laughs> so so nuts. But yes or no from you, Mike Vick? In
1: I. I think that the character issue thing is is such a complicated matter. If I'm doing it based on performance, yes, eventually I think he gets in.
0: I can – as you said earlier, I would concede that. I would concede that. I just don't think he's the first ballot. The only first ballot I really see on here are two dudes, Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald, and Larry Fitzgerald. for me.
1: For the fact that, that Randy Moss was a Heisman finalist as an FCS player and for the, what he did – Right. Absolutely. There are, no, there are right. so few guys that can accomplish that and be so dominant that you're well, recognizing it him and Steve McNair. Weren't they the only two? Uh, wasn't Chad Pennington also? No, there have been other FCS players that have okay. been, been. I don't know. I don't know about Chad Pennington. Maybe he was know. in the top 10 and he just wasn't at the ceremony. Maybe I'm misremembering miss that. Ms. Maybe voting. so.
0: So are you trying to tell me Lindsey Scott should have been a Heisman finalist?
1: Uh, he should not have been. I think Trey Lance should have should have been a Heisman finalist. He had 15 touchdowns in his entire career. Stop. He had more than 15 touchdowns, and he had no turnovers. And he wh- he led his team to a perfect season. That's a that oh, is a re- Trey as, tra- ha- as redshirt freshman.
0: Have you seen Trey Lance's hairline?
1: Yeah, It's bad. He needs to just shave it all
0: off, bro. Like if he if he were to go in the army right now, where would he salute? Like. <laughs>
1: That's a tough scene, man. He's younger than me, and you're losing your hair that I bad. Know, that's bro. That like you gotta you gotta let that thing go, brother. You gotta uh, let the shit go. I don't know. Once you start getting a little bit of an like a little worry that the hairline's moving back, you're gonna fight tooth and nail for that thing to stick around. He's got enough money to get his hair fixed. I don't know why he doesn't just do that. Get some plugs in, man. Get ahead of it now.
0: I guess. I mean, that's so awful. Like, all right, I'm going to tell you a story. Quick story. You ready? Mm -hmm. I've told you, I mean, you know my background. You know a lot of the guys in the NFL that I talk to. I mean, look, the world that I run in a lot, a lot of time is scouts. I see them everywhere. I mean, if you work a beat and you've played football, the chance or baseball or whatever sport, the chances of those guys like evaluating you Mm -hmm. are really high. Uh, you know that there are GMs in the NFL that legitimately, if a guy has like a low t- uh, a low T count, that they will legitimately not draft him.
1: How do they measure
0: their T? Well, count? Well, they do the physicals, right? Like when you go and you do the physicals, and the stuff combine like that. physical, the combine physicals, and they get blood work. I I I mean, like, it, oh my about, god! Think about it like this: I know, I know of a GM right now who t- when that Trey Lance draft, and I talked about this on my show, when Trey Lance, when that draft came out, he said that he wasn't going to draft Trey Lance because he because of his low T count.
1: That's yeah, insane.
0: Bro. That's insane.
1: Well, I mean, that's not even going to work in the next five years well, because T counts qu- well, are going qu- down in, in men. It, it's just gradually, to, not five years, but maybe like 15 years. That number goes down every year. Oh, man, I got more testosterone than a
0: full... Bore.
1: i'm not worried about you i'm worried about the the i'm a man (laughs) i drink miller white
0: i eat steaks you know
1: that number is going to keep going down so there's not going to be much i don't believe that validity i I, I don't believe that
0: i don't believe that you don't you don't see the four-year-old that i deal with every day yeah, oh, I you
1: think that he's he's. Uh,
0: that dude is one Snickers bar away to being just a testosterone. Well, tube.
1: He's, Ben's a grown ass man. Is, is yeah, dude, bro, like this,
0: bro. He he legitimately like picked up our
1: couch a little. That's awesome. I, I don't know why, but I, I love hearing stories. I'm like, God this.
0: damn, Hercules. Put the damn te- – put it down.
1: He, he's going to be like six – I'm telling you, he's going to be a great tight end. He's going to be like six, eight. He's going to oh, be God, a please, great Jesus, uh, Well, let me
0: tell you something. Brian Kelly's got a lot of issues right now with uh, with Ben, uh, ben Rafino. Wait, what? Why? Because my man is in love. L-O-V-E. Love with baseball.
1: Oh, oh you're yeah. saying that –
0: Dude, that doesn't it,
1: last, though. I loved baseball when I was when I was no, younger. I didn't even end up playing no, in high school.
0: No, I'm telling you, it's in his blood, dude. It's
1: in his blood. Wait until he starts hitting people. It's going to change really quick. It's going to change really quick. Dude, yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> All right.
1: Let's transition here. Okay,
0: so let me start off by saying this before we start wrapping this thing, this thing up. I want to be cautious mm-hmm. because – I don't want to go full all in on Lane Kiffin, but I kind of do. At at the SEC spring meetings and even before then, Lane Kiffin had constantly and has been constantly taking shots at Jimbo Fisher, right? Like, we, we know that. Like, that's just continuously been happening. But I have a problem with that, and let me tell you why. How is it that he keeps complaining about NIL and Texas A&M's number one overall class? So many years. What I mean, we're, we're almost through two whole cycles now, but he doesn't say anything about Nick Saban in reference to him using NIL to get the number one and best overall by star recruiting classes. that He had more five stars in this recruiting class than he's had in any class beforehand. But yet, he complains, well, these bigger schools are having these NILs and collectives, and they're paying kids. Okay, I I, I will just concede that for just a moment. What's the difference in you paying a new wide receiver after Chris Marshall left? And by the way, you went and got Chris Marshall from Texas A&M, which was one of those guys that was allegedly getting paid. You went and got him. Just so happened he was a bad egg, and he's out of football at the current moment. But you go and get – Zakari uh, uh, Franklin, Franklin from UTSA, right? It was UTSA. Yes. What? I mean, and the Franklin kid, we were looking at the film the other
1: day. The kid can play play, right? And, and so. we'll I get into Franklin's impact in a second. Um, i I'm on the same page as you. I have always been a Lane Kiffin supporter. I've supported him on this too- program, and I think that they're going to do great things this year. But the hypocrisy it's unlike any other conference we don't get this from pac-12 teams we don't get this from big 10 teams why are we always doing this why are the head coaches always taking shots at one of one another and then going and doing the thing that they're complaining about it's redundant it's ridiculous it's like it's like we're watching the you know the Desperate Housewives of of, of, of Atlanta. It's, 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 it's a reality show. We're
0: watching show. the Desperate Housewife, not wives, but wife
1: of Oxford. But a different person takes a different shot. There's a different headline of someone taking a shot every single week. Month. Week. And once the season starts, it'll be almost daily. It's I, I, I mean, this is why we tune into the SEC, though, is that there is so much bad blood amongst these programs that they don't care. These coaches, some of them hate each other and they will say whatever they want because they don't care. It makes it more entertaining, but it is very hypocritical. Well,
0: I'm not I'm not coming out here trying to defend Jimbo Fisher, but you've literally had Nick Sabin and, and Lane Kiffen both have come out and continuously not not uh Saban, but he you literally had Kiffen, somebody that's close with Nick Saban, come out here multiple times. You know who you don't hear, you don't hear. You know, here's the thing that just baffles me. Yeah. You know who you don't hear from, Kirby Smart, Jimbo. Kirby ain't saying a damn thing. The only shot that Kirby's taken is when he went about uh, Josh Heupel and the Tennessee quarterback thing. Look, this is how I look at view my quarterbacks. That's it. He talked about on the field. He talked about Tennessee. He didn't talk about NIL. He didn't say Josh Heupel sucks. He didn't say you know like. Uh, a hen and Hooker stunk. Like, he he didn't do that. He went on the field. The coaches that are succeeding in recruiting with NIL and have a good structure in place, mm-hmm. besides Nick Saban, is Brian Kelly saying anything? No, no, no. no he's not. You know, not. But, but you have teams like is, – is let me ask you this question. When's the last time you heard from Riley at USC? When's the last time you heard from Lincoln talking about NIL?
1: It's been quiet. Well, because he's not getting out-competed by anybody out there. He's the one who's dominating the West well, Coast. Well,
0: well, 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 no, not necessarily. Oregon's recruiting class, I mean, Dan yes, Lanning.
1: Yes, but they don't take shots at one another.
0: And he No, and you know what? Because Lincoln Riley and Dan Lanning both know the same thing. Listen, we're doing the same shit that Kelly... Smart, Saban, and Kiffin are all doing. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to brass tacks here for me, Lane Kiffin is a hypocrite. If he's going to continue to take shots at Jimbo Fisher and then he's taking wide receivers from smaller schools, you hypocrite. You outright hypocrite. But I don't expect anything less from him. That's the problem. Yeah. That's a, I don't expect anything less from him. Kentucky's bitching and moaning. Uh uh um uh, 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 uh Mississippi State's bitching and moaning. Vanderbilt, they're so far into their books and studies, they don't even care at this point. So
1: to speak on know, Franklin man. though, Blake, I don't know if this if this edition is as sexy as it looks.
0: I'm uh, gonna I, let me tell you something though, very quickly. Okay. okay? If Lane Kiffin is going after a skill player, I ain't judging it. There are certain people at certain positions okay. that when they coach, buddy, when it comes to defensive line, are you going to say anything to Kirby Smart and Nick Saban? When it comes to offensive line, are you going to say anything about Brian Kelly? No. When it comes to skill positions, I look at, at Zachari Franklin in a completely different light than I did a month ago.
1: Well, look, I, I'll go as far as to say I'm not afraid to make a comment about of course Giffen's addition. I think this is an 800 yard receiver in the SEC. I don't think that he's going to be the same level of dominant that he was in the in, in, in conference That's a lot USA. of yards
0: in the SEC. Joe, we only had two wide receivers that had 1,000 yards
1: last year. It's fair point, but I just, maybe 800 is a bit generous. I don't think the guy's dominant in any category. I think he's a really good G5 wide receiver. He doesn't separate. He's really lean. He's only like 185. He's probably close to 175 the way that he looks on film. I don't see a dominant football player. And he was playing in an offense that had advantageously set up the receivers in the offense. Yes. He's stepping into and a situation.
0: Lane Kiffins doesn't.
1: <laughs> Lane Kiffins will. I just, I think this addition's fine. I think he's just going to be another player in the mix. I don't, I don't think that this will be a, you know, a truly dominant addition that, I saw some people talking him up to be on, on Twitter. If Lane Kiffin goes and gets a
0: running back or receiver, I'm just going to let you know on this show or any show, I'm going to look at him in a different light, man. I, I just I, I, just am, okay?
1: But like how good was Zach Evans? Like Zach Evans was good, but very inconsistent. No, but Judkins. Judkins took over, and, and Evans well, was and supposed to be thing, the prized player that they went well, and got. Well, Judkins was a three-star. And Zach Evans was a five-star, and they went and added him, and yeah, Evans that, didn't really do that's anything. A little, that's a little bit different.
0: Zach Evans got hurt, and Zach Evans isn't a scrub. I mean, he's not a scrub, and he didn't go out and necessarily recruit. Like, That's a little bit different, I think. Zach Evans has issues. Okay? Yeah, like, he had off-the-field issues. Right, off-the-field issues. I think that that's a completely different topic. Just my whole thing is, is, yeah, can he miss? It is frankly going to be, are you probably right with probably the 800 yards? Yeah. But they, Joe, I, again, are, are, do you want Kiffin with another weapon? That that comes down to the
1: ultimate, ultimate it, thing for me. But it's not like they went and added Jordan Addison, they added another rotational receiver. Yeah, but what are like, we? It's not like a weapon, it's like old, a good player you're adding to your yeah, receiver. Yeah, but what are we
0: expecting court? from Ole Miss? Like are I'm we expecting them to run the ball that, really well. Well, are we expecting them to add a player like that? No. For them, he is really he's a good addition.
1: It's a it's a average addition, a slightly above average addition. My thought is just that on Twitter, I felt as though, and, and I, I think you could agree, coming into the, the second transfer portal window, they needed to add a receiver. And th- that was one of their weaker position groups is the receiver position. It just seems as though it was painted that. Franklin was going to take this next step because he was stepping into an SEC offense led by Lane Kiffin. I just don't believe that that's the case. I believe he's more going to be a an average addition, a fine football player in the SEC and not a statistically dominant one that was painted as such by some people out there in the college football Twitterverse. Fair. I
0: think that that's fair. Okay. But if he gets 800 yards, I it's think, fine. It, I think it's a win. Yeah. Yeah, I think an it's accomplishment. I, I mean, because let me think. You know what's interesting? Outside of, of Addison, has there been a transfer wide receiver that's done a lot of damage? I'd have to think. Oh uh, um, J, J Jamison Williams did some serious shit. Yeah, okay. The the, that's yeah. The perfect um
1: a lot of these kids usually do declare. Yeah, wide receivers declare early, bro. They declare very early. You
0: know what the you know what you, you do know the lowest um age range per position in the NFL is it's running back number one and wide receiver number two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Free very frequently it's it's underclass. Yeah, because
0: there's more wide receivers and running backs than there are six, six, three hundred and seventeen pound left tackles. Yes. Named Joe Thomas. Yes. Yeah. Hey, Enjoy. what are you gonna do when Brian Kelly starts recruiting those type of kids? to LSU, who, by the way, just constantly produces Jamar Chases everywhere?
1: I'd like to – Were you talking about receivers or are you talking about – Well, I'm just
0: saying, I mean, because LSU's already getting those type of receivers and DBs because they're locking the state down, which, by the way, Mm. just throwing this out there while we leave here. uh, Did you know the last time that LSU had this many players in state commit to LSU? There was a guy by the name of Nick Saban that did it in 2001. I thought Brian Kelly couldn't recruit. I thought Louisiana and the South was going to be an issue for him.
1: I've never, dis- I've never said that he can't recruit
0: oh, I've never said that on this program. funny what happens when everybody says it's the coach and then he's still out recruiting you.
1: Again, I've never – I've I'm never just made that you, statement. This isn't a
0: shot at you. This is a shot at a guy that has a beard and has a butt chin and wears glasses. I mean, the chances of him s- s- blowing his nose and wiping his ass at the same time is 100%. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. I'm never going to forget that. Yeah, you know, it was. It was. Or forgive. Eh, it's a terrible take. It's a bad it's not take. It's about the take. It's about him calling me a clown. I said, "Bro, bud, you have no idea." Basically, how it started. And paraphrasing, It was like, mm-hmm. "Bud, you have no idea what you're talking about." Three coaches, and one national titles, and he said, "Look, clown." Well, first off, I'll slap the shit out of anybody that calls me a clown. Just throwing that out
1: there. Completely un- unjustified, unwarranted, ridiculous.
0: A damn beast media says dogs have entered the chat. Good evening. All just saw live and jumping in here to check some things out. We'll go back to the beginning of the show. Thank you. uh d- Damn best media. By the way, dogs, just letting you know, if you want to, we're wrapping it up here. We're talking about Wes Johnson, your new baseball coach on AYS who, who left. Hey, let me tell you something, Joe, George is mm. a little serious about other sports. How you can be romantic about other sports. Mainly baseball.
1: It's a first wow. for Georgia because I feel like they they, they sink win. and everything else. Yes. All right.
0: We're out of here, guys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace.
1: Peace.